welcome here again our wonderful brother and father who really ministered to us yesterday morning it was an awesome session okay. and and of course i've been receiving calls here and there that uh, that session was just mind-blowing and i believe tonight is going to see i mean again talk with us as god has put in his mind to share certain thoughts with us so please wherever you are again can you begin to chat in the chat room there or probably just if you're on youtube if you're on facebook put something on the comment section there to welcome this great man of god and uh, who has been a blessing to us and who will also be a blessing to us tonight pastor joseph ola god bless you sir Amen. you are welcome Thank you very much. hallelujah please can you say to him welcome welcome just can i see you type there welcome sir welcome sir god bless you thank you very much you're welcome sir the floor is yours sir thank you thank you very much sir um I, i'm just so grateful to god for what god has been able to do with this um few days of the global youth summit the maiden edition and as i as i said yesterday i'm persuaded that this is just the beginning um god is starting something that would grow the, the mustard seed has been sown and only time will tell where this would go but i'm ever so excited to be a part of it even from the very inception uh, and i don't take for granted the privilege that i have to be invited to share some thoughts again even as we bring um, this maiden edition to a close um I, I, i've only got one major thought that i want to leave with us especially with young people that will be watching this around the world and it's around um, the subject of mentoring or mentorship as the case may be um i i have come to realize how um to some extent depending on which circle of young people you find yourself engaging with um, we have a generation of young people that seem to be interested um, I, I dare say some are even obsessed with the idea of mentoring and mentorship and rightly so um, but on the other side of that is how some are going about it i would say in a wrong way or some are just uninterested at all about the whole idea. And so I just want to unpack a little bit um, and make this very practical by sharing a personal um, experience of my engagement with mentoring, both on the receiving and giving end of that, um, as a thought to just challenge um, our young people with um, as we continue to do life together and make sense of the purposes of God for us um, in our everyday life. Um, I, I was sharing yesterday uh, some statistics about some findings from a particular research by Banner Group um, into the millennial generation, the 18 to 35 year olds. Um, one other very striking um, statistic that I did not mention yesterday, uh, but which troubled me when I first um, heard that was the fact that one in three young person in the world today believes that someone believes in them only one in three percent uh, one in three people that's 33 percent believe that somebody believes in them in other words two-thirds of the young adults out there today are not persuaded that somebody believes in them and when you don't have the opportunity to live life 
with the confidence of the fact that there is someone that believes in you. There are some people that are rooting for you. Um, there are some people that are encouraging you and forging you on to be all that God has called you to be and do all that God has called you to do. It could, it could bring some, it, it gives room for all sorts of things. It gives rooms for distraction, for derailments, for moving on to something else and things like that. I mean, the devil then gets the opportunity for a foothold in the life of such a person. I when I look at that statistic vis-a-vis my life and the journey that I am still on, the journey that I am literally just beginning, um, I am persuaded that I am someone that God has blessed with the opportunity of people, especially those before me, that chose to believe in me. Um, those that are way older than me, that chose to commit into my hands responsibility that should not have been committed to someone um, of my age in that sense, but they do so believing God's grace upon my life. And I want to challenge the young ones that might be listening today to, to, to let them know that there is a posture that you can take that makes you a candidate for such investments. There is a posture you can take that makes you a, a candidate for someone that is already influential in certain areas to look at you and spot the potential that you carry and choose to pour into you that which they are receiving. Uh, and that's the thought I, I want to, to share with us um, just very briefly. I remember um, as a 17-year-old young man, 17, I was a teenager at the time. Uh, one of my secondary school mates that we finished secondary school together and had just gained admission to university together at the time, uh, she was the teenage leader um, in our church. So she leads the teenage group. And they wanted to have just a small gathering that is like an annual teenagers convention. And she decided to, they needed another teenager to speak to teenagers, basically. And she decided to reach out to me to say, would you consider coming to, to speak to um, this group of young people in my church for just 15 minutes? And I was very excited at the opportunity. I remember it was about speaking about the ambassadors um, of Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.20. And as I shared that evening, um, I noticed that there was a man that came in midway into my presentation and he stood behind the church and just with his arms folded and he was listening and nodding and his nods and his encouragement, even without saying a word, was kind of giving me the confidence that, okay, it looks like I'm making sense and I can forge on to continue to say more and say more as the Spirit gave utterance that very day. And then at the end of the day, the lady that invited me decided to say, okay, let me go and introduce you um, to our youth pastor, if she called him, um, only to approach the man and then discover, oh my word, this is actually a man that personally I've been desiring to have an audience with ever since as a secondary school student about three, four years earlier on, I represented my school at an event where he spoke and ministered and I felt richly blessed. And I've been longing to be able to connect with him on a personal level. And so when I saw that, oh, this is actually the person you are calling your youth pastor, a, a, a doctor, a reputable doctor at the time um, at Obafemiolo University Teaching Hospital, um, uh, Obafemiolo University in, in Ife. Um, and then I, of course, introduced myself. I'd actually written a letter to him at some point wanting to have some sort of mentorship relationship, but I never heard back um, for a long while. 
And so him seeing me physically talk for those few minutes that he caught on the on the on that particular day, something developed at that instant. And then the very next morning, he was the first person to wake me up with a text message, just encouraging me and appreciating me from what I did the previous day, which was nothing. And the next thing I would know in a couple of weeks after that, we met together, had lunch together. Two weeks later, he was inviting me to go and represent him to speak at an engagement where he couldn't be able to speak. This was him in being invited to speak to um, secondary school graduates at a school in our town at the time. And he knew that he won't be available and told them with confidence that there is this young man that I know <laughs> that is able to speak um, on my behalf at your, at your graduation ceremony. And I will be glad to, to approve and attest of him. He had only heard me speak for maybe seven minutes. And that was the beginning of what had been an exciting developmental relationship from that moment onwards going forward. The next time he would invite me to go and represent him, I was speaking to higher institution students. And I was a student in the higher institution myself. And on and on and on like that, I felt like someone somewhere believed in me. I felt like someone somewhere looked at me and saw a potential that I didn't even know I carry. And gradually that began to unpack itself unfold itself and God continue to find avenues to utilize that um, relationship. And of course, that will lead on to very many other people like that, that God had used at various stages in my life. I was sharing just yesterday how even you, Pastor Godwin, had been that for me at the very crucial point in my life when I was making a radical break from what I have studied in the university to say the career I want to pursue for the rest of my life had nothing to do with my first degree but something that I believe God is persuading me to go for, even in pastoral ministry, I started looking out for who are the people that I can go to, that can mentor me, that can speak into my life, that can spot what God has given to me and help me to hone that and to develop that into all that it is becoming today. And so I, I, see, um, I see that looking back in retrospect, there is nothing I could ascribe to myself of myself of anything I might have been able to achieve. And this is just the beginning. But it is solely because there is a God in heaven and there are people on earth to, to whom he had um, endued with gifts and graces to not only be a blessing to the body of Christ, but to intentionally identify other people to pay it forward through to pour themselves into other people that they can go on to reproduce that which they are producing. Um, and then in, on the giving side of that, in 2015, as an assistant pastor in, in Nigeria, um, I felt burdened looking at some of the teenagers in my church, just a few of them that I knew I could also recognize. And this one, this one has got the potential in this area. That one has got the potential in that area. How can we begin to unnest this? How can we stay in touch? How can I pour myself into these ones, even if I don't have much to offer? But the little that I have to offer, I want to be able to pour it intentionally into this generation that is coming up. And that led me to just bring about maybe 12 of them into a WhatsApp group in 2005 and say, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what this would look like. 
but I want to I want to maintain a sort of mentorship relationship with you guys. Um, I want to I want you to know that you are free to approach me at any point in time and ask me any question. If I don't have answers, I will point you to people that have the answers. Um, and that's sort of just started. And I, I, for a while, I was just still dilly-dallying and figuring out how to make it work or make it make sense to them. And then I came to the UK in Bible, for a Bible college in 2015. Um, and somewhere along the experience in Bible college, I learned the discipline of journaling, daily journaling, whereby when you wake up every morning, the first thing you do after you've had your morning devotion is to look back and ask yourself, what happened yesterday? And then when I look back to what happened yesterday, I'm asking myself, what lessons did I learn? What mistakes did I make? What things did I gain that I didn't even know um, that I gained as it were? Just a moment of solitude and reflection on the immediate past day. And that leads me on to a session of prayer based on the things that I found for which I should be thankful or things that I should supplicate about and things like that. And by the time I would do that, consistently for one week, all of a sudden I looked at what I've written down every morning in those days on my Evernote, um, on my iPad. And I, I, I could see that I had always been learning every day without knowing that I'm learning. And life has been teaching me so very many precious lessons that we take for granted because there have never been a time when we press pause and look back and recollect and learn. And, and so when I, when I began to reflect on all that, I said, okay, what if I could make these journals public to those young people that I'm trying to pour myself into? And that was, that was the, the, the connect, connecting point. That was the missing link, really. As soon as I began to do that, I could see that they could relate with me on a more personal level. Now, this is no longer just some abstract figure on some WhatsApp group that is churning out um, some assignments or, or some messages every now and then. They could see, they are drawn into my world. They could see my flaws. They could see the graces that by God's grace uh, I, I carry. They could see the things that are the pluses and the minuses, some of which are finding expression in their own lives as well. And they could see how that even me, I'm still figuring this whole thing called life. I'm still figuring it out and, and learning to, to journey along in that. And as I consistently began to do that, the group began to grow. In no time, a WhatsApp group was full. In no time, a second WhatsApp group was full. We had to start thinking, okay, rather than open a third WhatsApp group, let's move on to Telegram. Let's move on to a, a, a closed or private Facebook group that as of today has grown to over 3,000 people in the past six years. And that's, that's basically because of that intentional reflection in a kind of relationship where I'm not coming across as I'm the teacher here. We are learning together. I've learned ever so much from the questions and the contributions that I get from these young people um, as they interact with themselves and engage with themselves and sometimes even play with themselves and call themselves uh, out on different other issues. And so all of that to say, we need that. We need someone in our corner. We need some people in our corner, some of our age, some beneath us in terms of life stages and especially very many above us those that have been there done that where we are who god can use to speak into our season speak into our future equip us with all that we need to go on to become all that god wants us to be 
so that when we are stranded, we, we know that there are helpers of destiny that God has surrounded us with. We know that there are guideposts to answers. There are times that you would pray and it would seem like God is not speaking. It's not because God is not speaking. It's because he has put the answers you need to hear in people that are around you in various sorts of relationships that are up for grabs, but which perhaps you are not utilizing or maximizing. And so how do you position yourself for that? How do you position yourself to be mentored and to be a mentor? How do you position yourself to be the kind of person that wants to pour back into those that are coming behind you and continue to also receive from those that have gone behind you? I can think of two major principles from these few experiences that I've shared, and they are rooted, of course, as well in God's word. And the, the, the chief experience therein is the, the, the principle of honesty and vulnerability. The principle of honesty and vulnerability. One of the outstanding things about the Bible that makes the word of God ever so fresh, that makes it the this this precious document that continues to transform lives, generations after it has been put together, is because of the fact that what we see in God's word are not um, some concocted stories. You know, if, if, if I were to write a biography of my life, I could be tempted to portray myself in the light in which I want you to see me. I can embellish some parts. I can exaggerate some details. I can polish some things to make myself look good. But when you read the story of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and you read the story of supposedly God's people, especially the nation of Israel and all those heroes of faith that we talk about, many of them mentioned in Hebrews 11, you will find out that the Bible is not just all about their successes and their wins and their strengths and their, and their exploits. We are also drawn into their failures. We are also drawn and confronted with their battles with their struggles, with those things that they struggled with. Uh, you look at it, someone like David, with all of the testimony of God about him, this is a man after my heart. You could also see in the same instance that the same man after God's heart struggles with so very many things, struggles with lust, was an adulterer at some point, was a murderer at some point, and he made all of these mistakes. Because we need all of those shades of meanings, those shades of experiences and realities to be able to make sense of our own, to not feel alone, to not feel like what you're struggling with or going through is unique to you. You look to God's word and you find a mirror that lets you know that actually you're not alone. You are, you are just like very many other people whom God has helped. And therefore it gives you confidence to know that God will help you. That's the first principle. Um, the second principle then is the principle of teachability. The principle of being able to be teachable, to receive learnings from others. And indeed, we have a generation of young people that can be so opinionated. Twitter has made it possible for you to just go on and just, just talk about whatever you feel like talking about on any issue. Just express your views, just hear your opinions, and that's okay. But in the midst of doing that, would you also consider 
that there is always another side. There is always another perspective. There is always another way to look at something beyond the ways you've been looking at it. And you might just need sometimes to step back and receive. And lastly, is the principle of generosity. The principle of generosity. I began with the principle of honesty and vulnerability. Then the principle, um, secondly, of teachability. And lastly, the principle of generosity. Generosity in the sense that God blesses us by blessing others or making us a blessing to others. The call to Abraham in Genesis 12 verse 3 is not just that I will bless you, but it says through you all the nations of the heart shall be blessed. One of my favorite scriptures in, in, in the Pauline epistles is this opening that he gives to his second, which probably was his third letter to the Corinthians. In the first chapter, second Corinthians chapter one, verse three and verse four, thereabouts. Paraphrasing now, uh, it says something like, I'm thanking the God of all comforts, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that by the reason of the comfort that we have received, we can go on to comfort others. In other words, God works in a way that he makes your messes, your, your successes, your wins and your losses, your goods and your bads. It comes to you in the midst of it, and then it makes it possible for you to, to be, en be so engraced by the reason of those experiences that you go on to bless other people by what you have gone through. You've gone through things that um, you, you just know that it takes the grace of God to have passed through this, when you see someone else that is walking that street, it's not for you to hide. It's not for you to not want people to know that I've been there. It's actually an opportunity for you to, through the providence of God, speak out into the lives of those that have come in from the streets you've walked and let them know you don't have to make the same mistakes we made. You don't have to, you don't have to repeat the same errors that we committed. Just go on and forge on Show them the potholes, show them the missing links. Let them be able to have a better experience because you've been there. And at the end of the day, when you stand before the Father, those precious three words we dwelt on yesterday, good, faithful servants, will be what you will hear the Father say to you. And here is a Father that definitely rewards his own. And so that's, that's, that's um, the few thoughts I just thought to, to share with us this evening that don't do life alone. Don't journey on alone. Let God lead you to, to be submissive under some people that had gone ahead of you. And it doesn't have to be people that are necessarily older than you, but they are seasons ahead of you. Learn from them. Learn from them what you need to go on. And don't let it stop with you. Pay it forward to others that are coming behind you. So that by so doing, we can all, we all with unveiled faces can see the Father and continue to be transformed ever so more into the fullness of the stature of Christ. And may God bless us as we do this. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you very much, sir, for the privilege and the opportunity to share one more time. Um, I'm, I'm just so grateful. Thank you very much, sir.